Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined live in conference room in Lifeway Towers. It's sort of like the Nakatomi Plaza up in here, Pipe. <laughs> if, you've, if you're familiar with the Christmas classic, Die Hard. And it is a Christmas classic. This is where, this is where corporate After things happen in the Christian world. And we are here. Uh, I'm live with Barnabas Piper. We have Ronald J. Martin on the line via Skype. Ronnie is feeling a bit glum. Uh, he's feeling a little sad uh, because he's not here uh, in this beige taupe conference room with us. Now, Big R, if you were here, uh, I can tell you that I'm looking at a, uh, a a beige dinged up wall with two sad framed, like Andy Stanley-esque success quotes. Well, one of them is Ralph Waldo Emerson and the other is Theodore Roosevelt. So, Like I said, very Andy Stanley. <laughs> yeah, right. Just leadership geniuses of megachurches. There's two whiteboards in here, baby, on which we could write like corporate ideas if we get inspired. Because yeah, I mean, I don't, more I don't do whiteboards. Than, I don't even know what a whiteboard is. Nothing obviously. is more inspiring so. than beige walls. Baby, what's the hipster equivalent of a, of a whiteboard? What do hipsters write on? Like, a, like an old slate chalkboard? No, I think you're missing. Uh, hipsters don't write on anything; they just speak. So mm. we don't. Spoken like, I don't, word. I, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't need those kind of embellishments, right? Like I don't do PowerPoint. There's no whiteboards. If, there's none of that. If it was going to be something, it would probably be a chalkboard because any coffee shop you go into, it's the chalkboard menu. That's oh right. yeah, That's right. it would be. Well, it would be. It would be chalk on, with a palette board backing. Yeah, mm, obviously yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 baby. How are you? How are you dealing with this? The fact that Pipe and I are here together. Um, what, what is this doing to you emotionally? You know, emotionally right now, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling a little raw. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little, uh, fragile. Um, talk, talk I'm feeling, that. you know, I, I'm telling you what's helping me right now though. I have a, uh, I have a marshmallow fireside candle burning in the background. That's helping mm-hmm. because the, the scent is just gloriously, Does it smell like burning you know, marshmallows or like s'mores or like what is, what is a marshmallow fireside candle <laughs> smell like? It basically just smells like every vanilla candle that you've ever <laughs> yes. smelled in Which your life. With a different picture on it. Right. Got it. Okay. And a higher and price have- tag. I have a little cup of uh, marshmallow hot cocoa right here with mm. my uh, obviously mm. with my bright red, you know, flannel shirt on because it's a little gloomy today on Thanksgiving Eve in Ashtown. Dude, gloomy so this in is Ohio in November. No way. It, I know, I know. It's, it's <laughs> shocking probably for for the listeners to even hear that that's a possibility. But uh, really but that's how I'm coping. That's how I'm coping. Not being live in the flesh. Uh, with you guys, no doubt, who are staring into each other's eyes with like hearts, you know, <laughs> just, uh, you know, bounding outside of your uh, pupils, you know, mm. towards one another. So, yeah. And, uh, did, did I see you post on Instagram earlier today that you got a Michael Buble Christmas vinyl record? Is that what I is that oh what my I saw? Goodness. Um, let me just say that I, I would literally I would I would not be coping well if that Buble record hadn't a Coming to the baby, uh, listen to me. I have an important question for you. How do hipsters handle one Mike Buble? I mean, the reason I ask it doesn't seem to me that that's a that's an easy fit into the hipster community. Man, he's kind of commercial, kind of uh, kind of buttoned down, kind of looks like a banker. I mean, how do you deal with that? Kind of seems like the guy who would play like corporate Christmas parties, corporate Christmas parties, exactly at Nakatomi Plaza. That's right. Well, I mean, that's see, but see, I'm complex, man, because you know, like I don't very complex. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to us. You know, I I don't want to listen to like a Sufjan Stevens Christmas, right? I I don't, I don't glum. (laughs) 
Right. I mean, I want to hear like big band Christmas, right? I want to hear a crooner. I want to hear, I want to hear Frank Sinatra. I want to hear Perry Como. I want to hear Michael Bublé. Absolutely. A little Tony B. Do do you have the, the Rat Pack Christmas album? I do. I, I do as well. And I'm like, of, of all of the Christmas music out there, most of which I'm not a fan of, uh, yeah, that is I I I am all in on that. There's nothing. Yeah, like I mean more that's than, that than is that is Christmas. Hardened, yes. jaded gangsters singing about the birth of Christ. <laughs> that's right. They're yeah. They're crooning to Al Capone's mistress in the first row. Exactly. Exactly. And it's amazing they even had voices like that when essentially they were like gargling like razor blades. You know, half their life mixed with alcohol. It's like I don't I don't know how I don't know how they had those buttery smooth like a muffin voice. I think all the either. cigarettes and, and gin just made the voices better somehow. You know, it what just I mean? numbed them. It like numbed their soul and their voice. So they could sing those just beautiful croony melodies to us. Is Baby, that what you're saying? Are we going to have to do that to have a future in the radio business? I mean, moving forward, is that what the I, listener is going to expect? From just us? ask I mean, Mary I King. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. That's a. To- that's a future. Well, it topic. makes you wonder if if sort of like the whiny thinness of all the white guy music today is because everybody <laughs> gave up Johnny Walker and unfiltered cigarettes. Dude, seriously, white guy music took a hit when uh, when these guys stopped when they, smoking. When they started doing kale smoothies instead. Oh, Judas! Don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> Big so, R, what did you ask off the air? I feel like you asked something funny. Did you did you ask what we're wearing? No, I asked, you, I asked him what he was wearing because I was I wondered how he was coping and we wanted him to feel like he was here in the drab taupe conference room with us. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know. Let me ask you boys a few questions. Um, what is it? What does it feel like to finally see the other person in the flesh? I mean, what describe the emotions well, of and, that and right now? And for listeners, that, we do need to make clear this is the first time Ted first and I have time. ever set foot in the same room. That's right. And yes, yes. So right. this is uh, either the chemistry will spark and be amazing, or or we'll just have to go back to uh, to good old Skype podcasting. I'm hopeful. You know, here, so, so here far, 20 so minutes good. in, yeah. so far, so good. It's working. Hey, here's yeah. my question for you, Pipe. Describe uh, describe Big T's hair, for, I guess, <laughs> you know, coming from our last ep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was, was he accurate in the way that he described oh, both boy. the hair? I can't even, I can't and, even and, see what's going I, I on. And the issue, hold on, and the issues that he's having with his hair? Wow, Can you this speak is hard-hitting radio that? journalism. <laughs> yeah. I was wearing a hat when I came in, but yeah, I've removed it. He was wearing, he's wearing what looks like a, a hand crocheted uh, stocking cap of sorts. KK made this for me. Um, it's nice. very, very nicely designed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I want to be fair to Ted because I know that he he drove across Some the distance. state yeah. uh, with two children in the car. <laughs> and nothing makes somebody uh, kind of feel more matted and gross than spending time in a car with children. Mm. So, and I realize his kids are not tiny little kids. Who are yeah, like those kids chuck, are like 23 Cheerios. now. <laughs> no, that's your kid. Um, but, but he's, he's not wrong in his, uh, in, in sort of being at this tipping point of mm. either investing more in the lustrousness of his locks or potentially shearing them off. Mm. Wow. 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 Boy, that's, that that's a lot. That was poetic. I mean, and that and really, Piper. I mean, you're you're forgetting that for an entire year, I, I was in the seat that you were in when we had our radio show. So, mm. but back then, Ted Ted's hair was a little shorter, and yeah. uh, and so I, I don't I don't know. A lot of water know, under that bridge, baby. There's a lot of water under that bridge, and there's a lot. Of, there's some bitterness, mm. and there's uh, there's some uh, there's but, some angst, but and the there's water a, there's the bridge is supposed to carry the bitterness away. That's isn't that what uh, isn't that what that metaphor means? You know, baby, I don't know. You, I don't you, know. you hang around the entertainment business long enough, Big R, you're going to get hurt. 
You know, you, you just and become I jagged. We, we just get, become jagged, jagged, jaded. I I would like to commend Ted on having the self awareness to raise the question of his hair himself, as opposed to getting to the place where somebody has to be like, mm. you know, we have to have this hard conversation about the heart to heart. Your your little confrontation, your hairstyle choices. I you know, agree, like, man. Like that the was guys with the receding hairline and the long hair, and you're like, you look like a you look like a child molester. Like we have to talk about this. Ted raised it well before getting to the point of awkwardness for anybody involved, which that deserves, that deserves plaudits. Ron, can I, can I say something to you about pipe? Sure. I would love to, I would love to hear your, I I mean, cause you know, again, I've, I've never seen pipe in person. So you're experiencing something I haven't experienced. Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm, I'm about 20 minutes into that now. I know, and I, I really, I'm, I'm just dying to I, know, like, what is circulating through your heart. I, I feel that Pipe is even younger looking than I expected, <laughs> and it, and it pisses me off. So he looks like he's about nineteen. He looks like is he's, that what you're, he looks like he's fourteen. He looks like he could, he could, we could get him a uniform for the Augustine School Knights, <laughs> and he could, he could, he could suit up with my son I, next I week. I could do an undercover journalism thing at any high school in Tennessee. Yeah. today. It'd and, be, the, uh, be the best writer on that school's paper. That's right. I so can, basically I, I what you're saying is like yearbook and do an amazing Like that Reese job. Witherspoon movie. What, what's the name of that thing? I don't remember. Remember that. where she falls for the math teacher? Designated mean person? <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch a ton of Reese Witherspoon. That's I know. Let me I, think I, of the last Reese movie I watched and I'll get back to you dude, on Dude, it was this thing. movie. It was this very movie that I'm thinking of. So the, the premise is she goes undercover. She's a journalist, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. Inf- You remember this movie, Ronnie. She infiltrates this high school. She goes undercover as a student. Yeah. Obviously, she falls for, like, the hot, you know, young math teacher or whatever, and, and uh, hijinks ensue. Played by Matt Dillon or somebody. Dude, Matt Dillon is super good looking. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yeah, you well, did. Resonate, guys. Cut that out. Sorry, okay. you're, just, you're just saying what everybody thinks. We need to make Talk this out. episode markedly less gay. Mark, can you cut out everything we've set up to this point? But this is what I want to know. Um, So if we got together, when we do our live show, our alleged mythical live show, I mean, it's going to be like me and you, Big T, sitting there, and everybody's going to be like, hey, like, who's the kid? Like, who's the kid? Is this your son? Like, where's Piper? Is that Tristan? I'm the the intern. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, I thought you had a daughter, not a son. I get this anytime I go speak anywhere. Like mm. I got off the plane one place and there was a guy waiting to pick me up in the, you know, in the luggage area, walked right past him four times. And he, he thought you were one of those kids that was traveling alone with yeah. like a little special badge <laughs> or like, yeah. yeah, or like, Oh look, somebody's home for fall break from college or something. I mean, it, the pilot came to give you a little set of wings. <laughs> I should have I pinned one on and eaten right. some peanuts. Um, but yeah, it, it took, it took, four or five times before i was like are you with such and such organization and he was like yeah <laughs> kind of like yeah who are you and uh and then he realized who i was and his, his first comment was wow you're you look way younger than i expected so like wow we, i didn't know we were getting a guy to speak to the youth group tonight man i mean that's yeah, actually that's, yeah peer to peer this um, is not a problem pipe you, listen you're you're sounding no, like one of those celebrities no, no, no. that's it's called aging gracefully one of those celebrities is like oh I'm, I'm just so rich and so famous it's so hard for me <laughs> it's so hard to look like i'm 19 <laughs> I don't yeah. want to hear it, baby. No, I, well, no, I'm not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. It, it amuses me more than anything because, yeah. like, I do. I'll go to coffee shops to write, and 
I, so I usually I go somewhere near Vanderbilt University or Belmont University here in town, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody else is studying like organic chemistry or whatever, and I'm writing a book, and I look exactly like everybody else in there, except that the seniors all look older than me. Oh, boy. you know, so I you, they they're like, oh, that sophomore over there working on a you know an essay for his basic writing course. Right, hey, it's like- okay, man. I mean, all celebrity pastors' kids have kind of a a penchant for looking younger, man. It's oh, is that true? it just goes with the territory. Okay, I yeah. didn't. I don't know any of those. I've <laughs> yeah. never talked to yeah. any of them. Wow. Baby, I feel like aging has been particularly tough for, for you and I. I feel like you and I, we're, we're both guys who care about our appearance. Am I, am yeah. I being too forthright here with this? No, I don't think you are at all. In fact, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be straight with everybody and mm-hmm. say that I've had a massive struggle with aging since I was, I was born. <laughs> yeah. Since you were born. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It just keeps happening and you can't do anything about it. You guys, it. I'm not lying, man. When I, I'm not, okay. This is an t- absolute true story, man. I, when I turned 13, like mm. I cried because mm. I thought I was, I was literally crying when I woke up Your and my parents are like, what's wrong? And they're like, and I'm like, I just feel like I'm so old now and I haven't done anything. I mean, this was me at 13. No lie, man. This was me anything. at 13. I haven't done anything. I said that at 13. I haven't done anything, Dad. Do you, do, do you still feel the same way every every year when it rolls over and you become another measured year more ancient? Yes. Yes. Have you, baby, I, I do too. too. Have it's you done never anything? changed. Mm. Is it going to change after you write your uh, your heartwarming Christmas novel? Do you think you'll you know finally, what, man? the void will be think, filled? I. You know what? Okay. I know. I mean, that, I know you're going to laugh and I know you're getting a big haha out of that, but here's yeah, the am. thing. Yeah, I know you are, <laughs> but I, I really think, I really think the void will be filled right. when I can just get my Christmas novel published. It will yeah. be filled. I mean, by, by the gospel and also by getting a, a Christmas novel published. That's right. You know, I find my identity I mean, in, 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 Jesus, in identity. Jesus and Christmas novels. Yeah, right, right. Guys, can I just can we just assume the gospel like when we're talking like in this right. particular forum? You know, I mean, you come know what on. Happens when we assume, Ronnie. Oh my gosh! Hold on, let me write that down for Sunday. If you gave me another, <laughs> another, another pithy sermon illustration. Right, hold on. I, I'm I'm missing that third application <laughs> you're re, point, but you're I got re-writing it. Writing as we speak. Mm. Right. Exactly. Boys, we uh, we have a lot to cover today in our in our. Kind of I live. Thought we, ep. Thought we were done. Yeah, we could we could we could wrap Rachel this the thing up. Rachel the Held Evans pipe can uh, can give me the tour here of the That's Lifeway right. Nakatomi Plaza and uh, you yeah. know the, did, wait when you when you pull up you said you saw somebody taking photos outside. Yeah, so Big R, I pulled up into the uh, into the visitors' yeah, lot here at Nakatomi, and uh, there was a couple, um, a kind of midwestern looking couple of of indiscriminate middle age. And he was taking photographs of his wife in front of the building as though it were a tourist attraction. Dude, it was Matt and Lauren Chandler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As though it were a tourist attraction and not just some drab office building in the I, middle of a city. Matt was like, so this is what Lifeway looks like. Matt was like, this is the building I'm going to buy in a couple more years. Well, it's already, it's already sold. We're actually sitting on leased property right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, the thing is that's not uncommon. Like yeah. they used to give guided tours of this building. That's fascinating. Where, I mean, we like Thirty Rock. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. I mean, it's, fascinating. It, yeah, it's like going and, and doing the uh, like the back lots in yeah. Hollywood or yeah. whatever, where you get to see you know all the sets and whatever. No, people used to. Come I mean, what here. do you look at here? This is where like some guy edits a book, or you know, <laughs> this is this is Baptist Mecca. Yeah, you know, people people you know go on the Hodge mm-hmm. from you know. Branson, Missouri, to <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee, oh. and then they go. Uh, then they go see um, 
the Opry at the Ryman because yep. that's what they grew up listening to. Yep. And then they go drink sweet wow. tea and eat barbecue, and uh, and it's sort of like the Baptist triumvirate. Wow. That's fascinating. That is. I so, mean, Big T, do you? Yeah. I have a question for you, Big T. Do yeah. you think? Do you think that Piper could pull some strings and ever get our show into like a Lifeway catalog? Mm. I mean, do you think do you think so, that's ever in the cards? So the vinyl pressings of our show to get those into a Lifeway that's catalog? Right. I'll take care of the vinyl pressings. You guys know that that's not even a question. No, I I'm know talking that. about just getting us into a catalog with we the words Lifeway. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't killed enough people to have gained that influence yet. So I need to uh, I need to do a little bit more maneuvering. Pipe's not yet well, a made man here at Lifeway. That's right. I'm not. Well, a dude, I just man. got a Lifeway catalog in the mail yesterday, which I'm guessing came from Piper. And like, I'm looking at uh, you know, I'm <laughs> looking at Glor- Gloria Furman and Jen Wilkin, and I'm like, why why aren't me Big T and Pipe in this thing? What do we got to I mean, do to get a little Jenny? Wilkin that's what I'm saying. Treatment, you know? That's what I'm saying, man. That's what goes through my mind. Well, gl- you know? as you look through that. See how much of a sense of humor is reflected in those products. Mm. Jill, Wilkins kind of funny. Let's be honest, man. She's kind of funny. Dude, okay, I don't know n- her. Now, I don't know if she's funny or now not. Now in the now by the the male contributors. Mm. Okay. Mm. There's the rub. Yeah. Next topic. Next <laughs> so we have a lot of ground to cover today, as Ted was saying a moment ago. <laughs> you know. You know what, boys? You know what is part of the ground that we have to cover um, is the the reality of. Happy Ramp branded swag from Missional Wear. Yes. Oh. Um, this is something that we we learned of last week. Uh, we talked about it here on the program. Um, Missional Wear is our sponsor. We actually got paid by Missional Wear. We did. So there's real, a certain... Real money. A certain jauntiness, you know, a certain sense of, of uh, you know, we're walking around with, uh, with money to burn here. So, Pipe, being that you are the promo king... Uh, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you take our promo and tell us about Missional Wear Happy Rant branded swag. Ooh, ooh! There's they, a new they product. Ad, they added something since last week, which I, which we didn't see before. So fascinating. Last week, uh, we talked at length about how life changing the coffee drinking experience is from our our Happy Rant um, bistro mugs, <laughs> and then the uh, <clears throat> the the travel mug that goes with it. Which is sort of that, uh, of course, I'm blanking on the brand. What is Yeti. It? Yeti. It's a Yeti mug. Yeah. Start saving, though. Yeah, you know. that's right. So you're not sending your second child to college. Just that's get right. the mug instead. But now they have pint glasses with a very uh, sort of malty-looking beverage in there. Mm. Um, Dude, it's funny. With I, I've never seen an advertised pint glass with a beer actually in there. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's it, a bold move. It, uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it it really adds a bit of reality. I kind of wish they'd done some coffee in the coffee mug. It would have made me want that even That's more. That's true. And then, of course, there's the laser-etched moleskin journals. Uh, those are just plain blank pages, not lined pages, if that's something that you care about. Uh, so if you, Which means you can buy them and give them to all your kids to draw in on your next long road trip. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's the Happy Rant t-shirt, which we talked at length about the fit of t-shirts and, and how we all like comfortably fit things, not huge and baggy, not, uh, not the baby tee v-neck. So this is a crew neck t-shirt. Dude, I'm wearing kind of a baby gap tee today. And I was uh, wearing it under bad. a cardigan. No, yeah. it's not too bad. It's not yet. Yeah, it's it's, it's not, one of those ones that I wear under things. It's not you know? squeezing awkwardly anywhere that it shouldn't be. Right. Um, but yes, all of this is available now. And then there's the code RANT, which will give you an additional discount. Apparently, that wasn't working right away last time because mm. I don't know why. But uh, it is now. I have confirmed with dear Jeff at Mission Aware. So it'll give you an additional discount off of our gear. The and then, CEO of Mission Aware, yes, right? CEO, owner, operator, sole proprietor, uh, all of those titles. Wow. Um, he's Working brought, from his own Nakatomi Plaza. That's right. 
<laughs> also known as a as a half basement in Florida. <laughs> they don't have basements in Florida, do they? So it's probably a garage. Yeah. There um, you go. And then they also have a discount going on all of their other stuff, all of their other clothing particularly. So usually it's it's somewhere between 10 and 20% off uh, other clothing items. And that's just running through the fall. So sort of a Black Friday gift buying special. So go look around. They have all of their standard T-shirts, sweatshirts, long sleeve shirts, etc. And then they also have they also have other journals, other art and wall hangings. They have so a lot of great quotes and things like that. And as always, the the gear that they have designed is almost always sort of classy and tastefully done, as opposed yeah. to sort of your kitschy Christian crap stuff, which you will find at. Uh, other know, places. Your your unnamed Christian bookstores. So That's right. go to missionalware.com, search Happy Rant, buy all of our stuff, give it to friends to make up for the arguments you have at Thanksgiving about politics. Uh, if you give them a Happy Rant t-shirt, they will love you forever. That's a promise. And uh, and then buy other gear from Missionalware as well because they have a whole selection and it's on sale. There it is. Now, speaking of commerce, boys, uh, Big R was... Uh, mm. Was at what he describes as a hipster craft fair. Um, this is last week. Ronnie, you texted us a, a few pictures um, and a few a few kind of reactions to this. But I want you to describe. Can, can I ask a quick sort of yeah. introductory question just as a out of, for context? Yeah. So when I was growing up, my mom is a, is a creative person. She could have crocheted the hat that mm-hmm. Ted is wearing. Um, and she, she did some things like that. Decidedly not hipster, however. Right. So we're more like the... Uh, this, the Scandinavian middle-aged woman craft fair, which mm-hmm. is the, so that's the kind that I'm more familiar with. Lots of lots of mittens, mm-hmm. lots of yeah. baskets, lots of uh, lots of you know various crocheted and knitted things. Um, usually very warm and friendly, yeah. not very pretentious at all. Just people who are very excited to share and show, and and usually you know things are a little bit overpriced, but but you but you want to give them your money because they're really sweet people. Uh, I'm guessing yours was a not quite like that. Yeah, what are we no, looking at? No, I mean, here, yeah. Bro? So I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta understand, man. So this is like in downtown Columbus in the short north area. The 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 craft fair was literally called "Not Your Mother's Craft Fair." So mm. what is? So it was exactly not what I described. It was literally the opposite. And here's here's one of the unique one of the unique features of it was that some of the vendors were actually dudes. Which is something you do I'm not see a lot see of vendors at a crafter. In the hipster community, though, this is common. And then some were very hard to tell. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that may be true, but I'm just simply saying that, like, the ones that I could tell, uh-huh. there was, I mean, not a lot. Let's be honest. Out of about 50 vendors, there was probably, okay. like, five or six dudes. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, in terms of like, and I've been to a lot of craft fairs. They've just really been working out on their gender diversity at those craft. They fairs. have, mm-hmm. man. They really are. And of course, you know, so the dudes that are there, I mean, they're doing like stuff like like leather works, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, right? So it's like all like super like over the top, like you know, these are like dudes that like have like sawdust in their beards and they're mm-hmm. wearing aprons, yeah. and they're like just they're pitching all these products that where you're going like, dude, like I would love to get that weird like carved out bark mug, but like I don't have nine thousand dollars today to, to invest in that you know but it was like all of that kind of stuff right it's like so half it was the just, cost of the yeti travel mugs right? dude literally it was just cra- it was just crazy but it was Did like fascinating financing 
Um, yeah, some of them offered financing or like you could get your own like, you know, credit card with them at like, you know, <laughs> you an introductory work, rate. You could work it off at their hobby farm. You know? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just fun because you general store. Right. So you talk to these dudes. So they're all looking at me. Right. So like I'm the guy with the wife. I'm one of the one. I'm one of the only guys with the wife walking, not looking bored, oh, not yeah. looking You're angry, loving. not looking. Right. I'm like, yeah. I'm in, man. Yeah. I'm here. Like I'm here to contribute, right? I'm here to spend four or five thousand dollars. I didn't have ten k, but I had four or five thousand dollars. Dude, now what are you and, wearing um, to the to the hipster craft fair? I mean, did you was it one of those things where you stood in front of your closet for a little while and you were like, what kind of what kind of message do I want to send here? You know, maybe that maybe that's every day. I Let's know, just baby. But but listen, but, uh, every day I, on a and by every day I mean the three or four days a year that you're not traveling. I mean you're just in Ashland. <laughs> it's a different audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, right. It was a different audience, <laughs> and a um, pressure so, setting on like your average Tuesday than on, on than on hipster craft fair. Day. Hipster craft yeah, fair. It's I in mean, Columbus, which is the closest like pretentious metro area to you. So I mean, there's the stakes are high here, guys. There was a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie to you. What are not we only at, that, then? what are you wearing? Well, I mean, I'm you know I'm wearing a pair of uh, I'm I'm wearing a pair of, uh, of, of you know Levi five elevens you know which are the okay. slim mm. you know like uh, you know skinny fit um, yep. I'm wearing a uh, you know I'm wearing a little flannel shirt to keep in with the season obviously and uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing some uh, I'm wearing some Chuck Taylors oh the Chuck and, uh, and I got on a uh, I got on a a jacket it was it was about thirty degrees so I have on a jacket that I love but that didn't keep me very warm so I was actually that shivering is very after. hipster yeah it's a jacket that I love the that impractical keep me warm. jacket is yes. a hipster thing it was the impractical yeah. jacket yeah and I was I was so <laughs> slightly angry at first because like I wanted to wear this jacket but I knew it's never been warm enough but I always still put the thing on every November anyway yeah. so there I am pulling up into hipster craft fair literally just freezing, freezing to death yeah. you know trying to get my mitts around some of my credit cards. And my dollars and not being able to like get them out of my pocket fast enough to buy those things that I want to buy. Hard, so it was a, it's hard to get those things out of your fia- pocket when the jeans. You know, man, are it was so a fiasco, right. guys. I, you know, I need. Mm. You know, you guys could pray for me on so that. For are, the, mm-hmm. I, is your are you a a multicolored flannel shirt or is it like the gingham style with just the two color? What uh, what style flannel do you go? Dude, with? you know, no, I'm old school. It's multi, so it's mm. the classic red and black and white lined. You okay. know, multi. Yep. It's classic. Yep. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. So I, I keep it old school in, in that regard, but um, no, but it was fascinating, man. And, and what was what was even more fascinating about it was the only other dudes I saw there were fellow friends slash pastor dudes from churches that I know in Columbus. So you're in, the, you're in like the pretentious pastor community in Columbus. Oh, absolutely. They're, I'm a little bit of the oddball because I'm relevant, and then get there and realize that no other dudes are there. Dude, I I remember this, like, as soon as you moved to Ashland, you started running down to Columbus. This is one of the first things we talked about. Dude, yeah. You you were like a kid who, okay, so here's the parallel. You're like a kid who goes to, like, the... The, the conservative Baptist college that's kind of boring on the weekends and you're always going home or you're going to like UT Martin to party. Yeah, you're you going, know what I mean? You're, fi- you're finding the frat house with the people yeah. passed out in the yard. And you're, you're like, like yeah, oh, I'm going to that's my job. I'm going to Middle Tennessee State this weekend. You know, I, mean, I don't guy. know what any of that just meant, but yeah, it's probably true. Columbus yeah. is your like, you know, uh, cooler college setting to party in. And by no, party, Columbus I mean, is Columbus you, is just a place that has plugs. something. Yeah. Columbus has something. It's a place with stuff. <laughs> so, with so you're walking around stuff. here. I'm I'm trying to just get get an image in my mind. You're walking around. You got your flannel, your your five uh, elevens, and you're running into other pretentious church planters from Columbus. And these yeah. are the only other dudes in the in the whole building. Yeah, that's it. That's fascinating. I mean, I mean, literally, with the exception of some older men, like retired men, like those. 
Yeah. These retired <laughs> men are just uh, there as as sort of emissaries of their wives, right? They're just walking around. Absolutely. They're just yeah. rolling their eyes so they can get to lunch. Whereas like I'm legitimately there because like I'm interested and I'm You're there. Like, to- I don't even want to go to lunch. I don't even know what no, hunger I- is anymore. You know. Lunch. I mean, I'm trying to lose weight, so obviously I'm trying to skip lunch, you know, because yeah. I got to fit into my 511s. But um, did you, yeah, but that's kind of that's kind of purchases. I did. I did indeed What'd make some buy, purchases. Baby? Well, I bought a couple of uh, bought a couple of of you know knit local local sourced uh, you know beanie caps you know for Christmas. Ah, from, yes, from the the alpacas that are native to Ohio. Yeah, from those Southern Ohio alpacas. Right. It literally it literally was alpaca like yarn. Of, of course, course it was <laughs> local locally sourced Ohio alpaca yarn. Yeah. And uh, sorry, Bethy, you're not getting any Christmas gifts this year. All the money went into the alpaca sourced beanies. <laughs> Well, if she does get any Christmas gifts, it's going to be all alpaca. Maybe we'll just buy her an alpaca. <laughs> Dude, the alpaca's out of the it'll, bag. It'll man. be alpaca Christmas at the at the Martin house. <laughs> hey, babe, you got to walk outside to see your gift this morning. It's an alpaca. Yeah, it's grazing in the front it's yard. It's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. If you're angry about that, take it up with Big T and Pipe. That's right. <laughs> they insisted on alpacas for you this year. I don't know how you're going to get it back to Denver, it's, but that's up to you. I, I did it's my like part. The, it's like the heifer project where you give a cow to a village, except we gave an alpaca to the uh, to the hipster to a hipster's daughter. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, she's going to appreciate that gift too, guys. I'm not lying. You know, that's that's going to be where her heart is at right now living mm. in Denver. Her so heart's with the alpaca community. Yeah, she'll appreciate. I mean, she has her own stuff going on. She'll appreciate the alpaca, you of know. Of course she will. Who wouldn't? It's it'll be it'll be real easy to get on in the uh the back of the, you know, Toyota Camry from Ohio to Denver too. Baby, now, yeah, uh, but, right. Exactly. How many hours did you spend here at the Hipster Craft Fair? Guys, it wasn't long, man. We uh we made quick work of it. 2 hours? Uh, about an hour. Oh, yeah, about. Maybe that's quick. quick work. Did that yeah, give you a, enough time to look at everything that you wanted to see? It did, man. It okay. did. I, you know, I spent my paycheck for the week. He came, and, he saw, uh, he conquered. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Was it was the conversation it was vibrant on the way home. Were you creatively kind of like innervated by what you saw there? I, I don't know what the word innervated means, but I, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. We were. So well, yeah, innervated was, usually means it removes energy from you. So is that what it, that means? Yeah, and I've been innervated uh, is the opposite of energized. Oh, interesting. I've been using that oh, incorrectly. Uh, I'm a I'm a word man, but look at me, guys. You know what? No, no, no. I want to use "innervated" in the way that we want it to mean, not in the way that it really we, means. We, so yes, I was I was totally innervated we'll and innervated. We're, we're we're reclaiming that word <laughs> for our own purposes. Well, boys, we uh, man, we spent a lot of time on on kind of a we, couple of things. We spent here. longer on that than Ronnie spent at the hipster craft fair. We really Literally. have. But uh, there's, there's a lot there. Pack out of it. Now we have we have two more topics left. I feel like we probably just have have time. Maybe for one more. So uh, I'm going to choose. Oh, come on, boys. It's Thanksgiving Eve. It's man. Thanksgiving it Eve. You know right. what? I'm, I'm fine. Um, go big or go home. Yeah, go big or go home. We're, you we're can gonna, put that in your sermon notes too, Ronnie. We're going to tackle I mean, hold two on, more. Hold on. Let me write that. I got to write that down really quick. Sorry. Let me get, let me get, my, uh, let me get my happy rent moleskine out here. Get your moleskine out. There, <laughs> it's just, done. I'm just good. just jot it on the, uh, the office. Sermon is complete. Board. That was my third point. All right. Mm. Sweet. Baby, have you? Uh, are you familiar with the uh, the musical sensation Hamilton? Yeah, I am, but I don't know much about it. I, I you know, I, I haven't like watched it. I've so watched I, I've it either. Like, I've read about to it. it. I feel like, like I'm the only guy yeah. on, on the planet who's not like you're not. It's me and you, baby. All in on Hamilton. I, I, I like rap. The the only interaction I've had with Hamilton is that I was I watched the Grammys for a little bit last. When is that? The spring, I think, yeah. in the spring, and they did a live performance of one song on the Grammys. That is that's it for me. So I don't. I know that it's about Alexander Hamilton, mm-hmm. and Lin Manuel Miranda is the the mastermind behind it, and is seen as a genius by everybody. But uh, so that's, that's none my, of us have seen it by all means. Let's 
We well, all agree let's, let's he's a genius. Let's discuss it. Yeah, let's yes. discuss it at length because we <laughs> because this is clearly yeah that's right talking this about is the rant where we with. discuss things that we really have no connection with whatsoever. So carry on, boys. Yeah, but so okay, so this was a listener uh, topic, and and everybody loves this thing, this uh, this Hamilton. So there, there was a, this Hamilton. We said this like yeah, so old man. This, I this love Hamilton. It. Yeah. Thing. This this Hamilton business. So this Hamilton business. There was a show <laughs> recently in which uh, Vice President Elect Mike Pence um, was just trying to uh, go and, and view the show with his family, and it came to a cast member's attention that he was there, and there was sort of a uh, sort of post post show heavy handed. Uh, acknowledgement made of Pence being there and sort of so so the, the, this guy just kind of uh, off the cuffed a sermon to Pence um, at which point Pence was roundly booed by everyone in attendance which I'm guessing the uh, the Broadway show crowd isn't also the same crowd that would have voted him into office <laughs> probably not a lot of that would uh, be correct not, not a lot of overlap there. not a lot of people who went to Trump rallies also hanging out watching Hamilton on Broadway uh, exactly I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that so uh I guess I, I, I don't even know what the topic is here I guess what do you guys make of this Pence getting well, booed at Hamilton and then people getting mad at the booing and then people defending the booing and then so on and so forth. So it's, it is the latest outrage in American culture, although by the time this airs, people will have forgotten it existed. Are we talking? Are we going free speech on this gig, or like what? Maybe what's of the, course we're going. It's our program. We can do whatever we well, want. You know what I thought was funny? Uh, it was so. So there was there's all this outrage about it, and then Pence came out with a statement, and his statement included the phrase. This is America, and that's what freedom sounds like. So he basically defended the right of the people in, in attendance to boo him because he seems to have at least a moderate grasp of the rights of the American people to express their political opinions in a non-harmful way. So I don't then, know they booed okay. at Broadway shows. Well, they boo. Apparently, they boo after the show. Okay, this is so this then. Is so then, nobody should be mad if the guy who got booed is like, dude, yeah, that's cool, boo me. I mean, like, what's the problem? Well, I think it's I, I think I think that's sort of deflated the problem to a degree. What was just interesting to me is like it became this big thing because you've got defenders on the one side who are like that was so classless by the cast member and all the people there and see elitist the you know the the elitist left leaning side is just as uh, is just as vitriolic as as the the right wing side and and blah blah blah. I mean the whole thing sort of it sort of amused me because booing is about the most harmless way you can express your feelings i mean i i think i've booed on this podcast before when somebody made a dumb joke i mean it's it is just it's just a statement of displeasure yeah it's, it's pointless completely <laughs> harmless big r have you ever booed anyone like in a um, stadium context i don't think i have I don't, I don't think that word has ever even come out of my mouth unless i was like trying to scare somebody have you, you ever know what been, I'm saying? have you ever been <laughs> been booed as a performer oh fascinating um, I, I've had some other worse things done to me as a performer, but no, I don't think I've ever been booed. Wow. Which I no. think that just goes to show that <clears throat> booing is kind yeah. of meaningless. Yeah, it's not like the worst. Because thing. the things that you remembered were, were not the booing, if it ever happened. It was the things that you deemed worse. Yeah. Like if somebody right. had thrown something at Mike Pence, that would yeah. have been Well, now you you're getting, now you're talking about like assault. And, right. And, yeah, right. Dude, poor Pence. He thought he was. He probably thought he was going to the like the Jets game, and and you know his GPS took him to Broadway. And, you know, and 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 if there was going to be booing, 
a Jets game would be a more apropos place really because would. that's where those things happen. The other thing was he praised the musical itself. So he, in his statement, he was he praised the cast and he defended the right of people to boo him, which I feel like if, if you were somebody who was booing him and then you read that, like, don't you just sort of have to feel embittered? Because you're like, oh, I just wanted to it didn't be work, angry basically. at that guy and, and all he Dude, said you can't was say nice that stuff. You, you can't say that you dislike Hamilton in America right now. That would get you deported. <laughs> Right, you would be you would be Satan if you said you didn't I, it's, like Hamilton. It's dangerous to say what we just said, which is that none of us seem to care very much about Hamilton. I would like to say, you know, it's one of those things that, like, in a perfect world, if if the planets aligned and I found myself at Hamilton, I'm sure I would love it. Now, are but, you guys are you guys musical fans, like, no. of, of musicals in general? No, but I've seen a lot of them. Weirdly enough, <laughs> I saw Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. I saw I've seen Miss Saigon. I, I think they're. All, I mean, those are like classics. They're classics, but they're stupid. Here, pipe. Here's the problem with musicals: is that uh, you're telling a story like a normal story where like people are talking and stuff, and like Miss Saigon's like it's like a war picture. Right. You know what I mean? And then some guy just starts singing. He's holding the machine gun. He starts singing a song. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not for me. Ronnie, are you a are you a musical fan? I think you guys probably know the answer to that. Okay, what are your favorites then? Um, I like um, – I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of – you know, I've seen Fan of the Opera. I've seen uh, I've seen West Side Story, which I really liked. Uh, That's you a know, fun I kinda, one. Yeah, and I love – you know, I love some – so what I'm a fan of is kind of more of the old uh, motion picture musicals. Mm. I really love those. Now, I like I can, Sound of Music. I can get behind Sound that. of Music, West Side Story, mm-hmm. stuff from the 40s, 50s, 60s. Like I love all of that. Yeah, I like, never I saw West Side Story on stage, just, just yeah. the movie. Yeah, it was really good. So, yeah, I love stuff like that. I don't love – like, okay, so what was the big one that came out, Les Miserables, that came out a couple of years ago? I thought that yeah. – I hated that. Really? Like, I was not a fan of that at all, yeah. Interesting. But um, the, the movie or on stage? Um, I saw the movie, and I just was like, oh, man, oh. I was so not a fan yeah. of that. Now, Big R, you're a, you're a musician. You're a performer. What is your dream musical role? If you could, if you could star in any musical, starring Big R, starring Ronnie Martin, what, what's the musical? What are we looking at? Ah, oh, dude, you're really putting me in a I know. Really me in a corner right now. Big this is G. live radio, though. Oh, please, it's the thing you were dreaming about last night, Ronnie. <laughs> All right, Captain Von Trapp. Sound Captain, Von, baby, I could see it. I could so see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to sing Edelweiss. Yeah. In front of a in front of an adoring audience. Can you give us audience. a few bars right now, baby? I could probably sing that whole song. I had to watch that thing so often with my mom because my my dad traveled for work and and she would watch Sound of Music. <laughs> So your dad was Captain Von Trapp. My dad was basically Captain with, Von Trapp. You were at home with Julie Andrews singing was, Idlewise. No, if only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'll tell you what. I'll give you – I'll sing live when we do our live mm, on air. Right. I can't do it. You know, I can't do it when I'm not in person well, with you guys. Hit, it's hit just going to lack emotion. cigarettes and the Johnny Walker hard between now and then. Your voice will only improve. Deal. Oh, will do. Him. <laughs> Yours too. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. So Hamilton so, – okay. So can we agree that um, – we really literally could care less about the Hamilton fiasco and I think we can, Mike I Pence. I think we can even agree that it wasn't even really a fiasco. It was just kind of a, a shrug. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing that happened. Here's what's interesting. I know literally the only thing I know about Mike Pence right now is that his name is Mike Pence and that he got booed at Hamilton. I literally know not one solitary fact more about Baby, that Baby, you know what's guy. funny? You, you know how last week we had our talk about the name Steve and nobody goes yeah. by Steve. Nobody goes by Mike anymore either. Mike is kind of old school, man. Mike's like Steve. It's it's kind of 1983 it in a in a cool way. You know what I mean? Mike, Everybody man. now is Michael. You know, right. you call him Mike, they get all they get all uh, offended. 
Or Micah. So, so or Micah. Mikhail. People who yeah. insist on going by the full name, especially people say under the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are any of them likable? No. 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 I mean, I... If I ever Next hear a, if I ever hear a mom call her kid by the full name, you know, like mm-hmm. Jacob instead of Jake, mm-hmm. I just assume the kid's a little. A, uh, he's he's just a snotty little brat. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's I a know, safe dude. Okay, good. All right, but I mean, sure. but like Barnabas, can we level that at you, dude? I mean, should nope, it be Barney? There's no way to I'm shorten. the only one. Yeah, there's no way to shorten. <laughs> so if if there was like 35 Barnabases running around and somebody was, you know, the, the majority were setting a precedent, then by all means. But I uh, I haven't met too many others. Dude, I yeah, got scolded one time true. as an adult. I love that word. Yeah, I was scolded as an adult by another adult named Nathaniel. <laughs> and I think I called him Nate. And, uh, Nathaniel. And, and he said, I, I, I really prefer Nathaniel. Big T, that's so crazy. I was literally going to bring up Nathaniel because I knew a guy that used to call his friend Nathaniel. And every time he said it, man, I wanted to look at him and go, can we just say Nate from now on? Yeah, Judas, because it takes a half hour to say your name. I don't have that kind of time. I don't either. Time is money. I know. Uh, Time is money, which is what we make on this broadcast. That's right. Lots and lots of it. Speaking of time being money, we uh, we have time for one more brief topic. Uh, It's a topic that Pipe wrote about today. As a matter of fact, and it's on this uh, this issue of people leaving evangelicalism. Um, wow. This this has happened a few times. Uh, it's usually always like C and D list people, um, people about whom no one really cares one way or the other. But they make these very public sort of exits from uh, from evangelicalism, usually in a way that costs them nothing. Um, but I want you guys to riff on that. Like, what do you make of this? Um, and and, and well, why do people do this? It seems like the latest rash of these, or at least the threats of these, have come in in the wake of the election where famously the statistics show that the majority of evangelicals sided with Trump and so forth. And there are those – and then and then there's all the baggage that comes with that. So, um, so people are trying to distance themselves from the baggage and – and and then the term evangelical, and so yeah, you get people who who are like, I'm I'm leaving evangelicalism, and I just kind of want to be like, well, don't let the screen door hit you on the way out. Um, but it because it feels a little bit to me like a child grabbing their knapsack and stuffing a <laughs> peanut butter sandwich and four Oreos in it and saying, I'm running away, grabbing their shepherd's pouch and yes. running away, <laughs> <laughs> because. Because most of these people, I mean, with very few exceptions, are not leaving anything. They're just trying to distance themselves from a word. They, so they're, they're, they're keeping their theology. They're likely staying at the same church they were at. They're keeping their same friends. They, uh, they're, they're keeping their same job, which in most cases is like self-employed freelance writer, uh, which means that it doesn't cost them anything. Like, Ronnie, if you decided to leave evangelicalism, you'd be out of a job, as would Ted, mm-hmm. as would I, because we're all – gainfully employed by evangelical organizations. So it's just, I don't know. I, I mostly find it to be an eye, kind of an eye roll inducing response because I'm like, you didn't, unless you decide to not believe in the theology historically of evangelicalism, you're not leaving anything. You're just kind of sounding like a pouty teenager who wants to be called by their middle name. Mm. Man, that was so well said pipe. Big R. Yeah, man. I, you know, I haven't left 
evangelicalism. Evangelicalism left me, boys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also well said. That's so cool. Can you, do you think you can work that into your sermon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right. That's going to be my fourth. I, I mean, don't do four points. I only do three points, obviously. But, um, but, but I mean, that, that, sounds like, that sounds like a strong opening line, like your opening yeah. hook. Yeah, it does. You know, you know, as soon as Jared Wilson ever, ever invites me out to a For the Church conference, I will open up with that line. OK, I'm just letting you guys Wait a know. Minute. What's For the Church? Right. Is that like his brand of conferences? His that's line? his that's his conference brand. Yeah. We that's could just that to FTC. FTC. It goes with T4G and TGC. It's not quite at that Dude, level no, yet. I didn't know. I knew right. nothing about FTC. Now, where where is FTC? How often? What are we looking at? Small, small venues, small clubs. It's yeah, it's. it's it's Midwest. It's Midwestern Seminary. Is that right, Pipe? It's like yeah. It's like Seminary Chapel size, so like a thousand people. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And, and he's bringing out some. He's bringing out some big guns. He doesn't doesn't have anybody from the rant on there, but he's bringing out some other big guns. What kind of know? big guns? Yeah, Who are we nobody, looking nobody at fun. with this thing? I mean, I don't know. Who did he bring out? He just had it, right, Pipe? I forget who he had. Just. Yeah, kind of your. I you think know. they do it in the fall, so they do, yeah. and they might do like regional or in between ones. But yeah, I mean, so it's it's the same crowd as you would expect, mm. but I think they focus a lot on on pastors as opposed to you know organization yeah. leaders. Dude, now sorry, boys. Does it impress us that uh, that Ad Jared Wilson has his own brand of conferences? Is this like uh, th- this is this is next level? I mean, I feel like. You know, it, it, the book deal uh, world that we live in sort of pales in comparison to having your own line of conferences. Well, he has he has a seminary behind him sort of as the okay. – so it's it's sort of the, the – Sort of re- like how Nike made Air Jordans. It's not like Jordan was making them right. himself. And, and so he – he uh, he was able to to kind of use the the platform and the resources of that to to create this mm-hmm. this practical and theological thing for pastors out of Midwestern Seminary. Like so, Ted, think of it like if we ever decide to do a conference, it'll be like us having the rant backing us to do that conference. Yeah, so yeah. I mean even same. bigger than a seminary, way <laughs> yeah. more powerful. Yeah, way more powerful. Right. Same kind of thing though, same concept. We Boys, just, you know what? I'm really liking this Lifeway building. We need to we need to have our own like Nakatomi building just for us, just for the rant and we, our various yeah, business interests. We, we need more beige. We do. We need a big beige building with a 90s conference room and some whiteboards. Are you on are are you on board, Big R? Are you on whiteboard? I mean, I'll have to put it on some pallet backing, but I, I'm close. I don't write things. We'll so need to have an alternate like hipster conference room for Big R, in which the the conference table is just a big slab of wood from a barn, and uh, and, and the the entire wall is like uh, a slate chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> In, in like I, the places where people sit are like those old like flip top desks from like a schoolhouse. Yes, you can you know you put your little, you put your lunch in there and your little books that you carried in with a strap around. There's like a wood like burning that. stove in yes. the corner. That'll be big dude. I mean, I, I like that. I just can't. I'm t- I don't write. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't You're know a spoken what to say. word guy, write. man. Oral tradition. I don't write. You know what the the ultimate hipster conference room would be? Would actually be like a campfire. Um, with just like some guys sitting on like a cir- stumps, a circle of logs, a circle of logs, uh, right. or boulders. You know, if if we're gonna take this vintage, like going all the way back thing, all the way back. It's almost like pre-fire. Who needs the fire? Pre-fire. Let's, let's just let's yeah. just go to a circle of dirt. A circle. I mean, of guys. Dirt speaking and- of, I mean, you're gonna like this, man. So I walk into my <laughs> church this morning, and we got like uh, this this girl that does like all of our stage design. That's right. I just you've got a stage, stage design. design girl at your church, Judas. I do. Yeah. I mean, what does a minimalist and, uh, stage need designed? No, listen. It's a, it's a listen, black surface dude, with a seat. Dude, hey, minimalist. But- you're forgetting. You're forgetting what Sunday is, baby. It's Advent, right? So oh. I walk into this room. I'm just saying i'm walking in i have nothing to do with this gig yeah. i walk in and and right before my wandering eyes did appear 
but literally five live Christmas trees sitting on our stage, did, smelling did they, like with the glorious scent of pine needles. Your man. set design girl has done a nice job. Did they bring in the hipster nativity set that you texted <laughs> us and then multiple listeners also sent our way? I love it. No, we're, we're going to do a live version of that on a Christmas Eve Eve. And but, people will um, just that, be like, "Oh, family photos." They won't even know it's a nativity set. Right? Exactly. They're going to be all. Fr- they're going to be frozen. We're going to do the mannequin with that. You know mm. what I mean? Well, that's, oh, the that's how up to date. That's how up to date we are. Oh, you got the mannequin challenge. That was a topic photo. from. Last week, that turning we into to, it's going to be the mannequin challenge set. via our live nativity, baby. I love that idea, I really do. Boys, I've got to sign us off, but before we do, I want to give a brief casting update on our hit television program, Designated Person. Yes, um, we had some good dialogue, we had some good traction, some nice production meetings over the last week uh, with listeners, and we've decided to go with um, the king of the costume drama, Colin Firth will be playing uh, one Donald A. Carson. Um, so congratulations to Colin Firth on, uh, on being cast. It's a big role Dak. for him. He's had some That's troubles That's a big gig recently. for Firth, yeah. yeah. And we've cast Jerry the Barber, which uh, I love this one. My grandpa was a big fan of the show, Barney Miller. Uh, Abe Vigoda, who played Fish on Barney Miller, is going to be Jerry the Barber, which I think couldn't be more perfect. It is. Yeah. Thrilled to get Abe Vigoda. Um, you know, couldn't couldn't be more happy to work with a, a, a pros pro in television. Couldn't be happier for Jerry. I think it's going to represent Jerry well. The actual Jerry is thrilled. Um, we've spoken with his people, and uh, and he he couldn't be happier as well. I'm I'm excited about the yeah, just the on screen interplay between Firth and Vigoda. That just a Firth Vigoda uh, <laughs> a a project that has is a been pairing right there. It's a pairing. It's a it's a power. Hollywood. It's been in the works for a long it's been time. In the works for a, long, we've all a lot of people it. want to see them together. You know, Abe Vigoda almost got that uh, that role in the BBC Pride and Prejudice as Mr. Bingley. Uh, it went to someone else, sadly. But uh, but we're, we're going to redeem it. But we're redeeming it. Bounced back. Yeah, he he bounced back. And we're really glad he didn't get it because then we might not have gotten him for this. So. That's right. All That's well. right. Um, boys, we have uh, we have wandered to and fro as we always do. This has been fun. It's been a, I, I dare say even a little bit more fun. Uh, being uh, the pipe and I could be in the same room together. Big R, this has only made me uh, desire live in, in Ashland that much more. I think yeah, it's going to be magical, baby. We're getting so close to that, aren't we? We really, really are. So listen, I want you to enjoy Thanksgiving, and I know you will, with all your accoutrements and uh, buble vinyl records. And it's, it's really just a warm-up for Christmas for you. Like you're, you're mainly it's a dry run. You're mainly just thankful that Christmas season is starting, right? It's like preseason that, for the Christmas season. That's correct. Everything you're saying is correct. Every word of it is correct. Baby, enjoy that. Enjoy every delicious moment. And uh, until next time... Rachel the Held Evans. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.